The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about the secrets with the IRS and privacy issues. And I am so thrilled because we are going to have a very interesting show with Richard A. Green, who is a former IRS agent. And he wrote this book that I've been reading that I have right in my hand. It's called Agents of Deceit, the true story of life inside today's chaotic and dysfunctional IRS. Now, Rick Green was an auditor in the private sector and an accounting professor before his five years as an agent of deceit in the IRS. And he set out to be the best internal revenue agent he could ever be. He never imagined uh, that being a good agent required him to what he says talk, will tell us about a bad person. And, you know, he has this book is just really revealing and really interesting and so uh, without further ado we're going to start talking about it so thank you rick for joining us we appreciate that so much yeah thanks mari so you know as i read this i just wondered weren't you concerned about writing this book and revealing the these secrets of the irs and the kind of terrible tactics that they use well yeah, quite frankly, I had reservations, but I butted heads with the IRS so much, both as an agent. Uh, I uh, blew the whistle. I went to the L.A. Times, and uh, they did a, a good article on how the IRS picks on certain ethnic groups, targets ethnic groups. Hmm. And I thought I was being a big hero, uh, but the IRS didn't take kindly. And so they eventually fired me, but it turned out good because I had a very good lawyer and I got a very, very good settlement from him for my act of conscience. So I feel like they did the worst they can to me and it turned out reasonably well. So you were kind of a whistleblower, right? Right. So tell us, you know, a little bit, you know, I, I, I could I shared a couple stories with you before we started and you with me. So I'm all warmed up and excited about this. So t- tell us about what is the 1000 per hour audit rule? Well, it's a pretty steadfast rule that I'm not supposed to tell you, but auditors are expected to find a thousand at least a thousand dollars per hour 
an adjustment for uh, each hour they spend on your audit. Mm. So if I have to spend uh, 10 hours auditing you, I had better show that I deemed you for $10,000. And that's pretty rigid. It's a uh, career breaker. Uh, if you don't, if you don't meet that, if I don't get ten thousand out of you, I've got to make it up from somebody else. And the IRS keeps very careful track of how many hours you spend on an audit, so they uh, are very strong about enforcing it. Wow! Oh my goodness! So if you get a request for an audit. <laughs> you know that they're going to do everything in their power to find some way to get more money out of you. That's what it oh, sounds absolutely. like. Yeah. If I, if, if all of my uh, auditees were honest and I had to give all of them refunds, uh, my career with the IRS would be over. Interesting. So what's an auditor's battle plan for a particular return? Well, the thousand dollars and it's probably two thousand dollars now per hour. Uh, that's the uppermost thought in his mind, and so the term the IRS uses is that you want to get the return. That is, you scan it and you pick out the two or three issues that are most likely to uh, give you that one to two thousand dollars per hour. Hmm. Uh, and uh, often it's uh, charitable contributions because uh, there does tend to be, it, it does tend to be uh, abused. So if you've made charitable contributions, you better document it very well. Mm. Yeah, and now they've given um, more of a tax break for more charitable contributions because it looks like this administration has a lot of rich friends. Right. Right. So how do returns get picked for auditing? You know, we always wonder if we're going to get picked. I I worry about the fact that I'm in a profession that is often, you know, one of the ones that get picked (laughs) being an attorney. But tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, that's coincidental because uh, several years ago there was a uh, IRS uh, project called Operation Torch, in which they actually targeted lawyers. Mm. And so uh, if you uh, noted that your profession was auditor, that vastly increased your uh, chances. Mm. Now, unless you're a, a special target, the uh, normal way is that every return is uh, run through the computer to get a uh, DIF score. DIF means discriminate inventory function. And it's assigned to every return. And it's the top secret. Only about two or three uh, of the top officials in the IRS uh, are privy to the algorithm. And if you get a sufficiently high Discord, uh, it'll be kicked out for auditing. Now, that's the uh, most uh, common way that you get picked for auditing, but there's other more nefarious ways 
Uh, the IRS really values tips from from, from uh, aggrieved spouses, uh, employees that uh, don't like their company. And so if they uh, tell the IRS that uh, their ex-spouse or their company is cheating on their taxes, that will probably target you. And so do the people who who kind of quote whistleblow or tell this, do they don't they get some kind of commission for that from the IRS for whatever is collected? Is that true? Well, not directly. Congress actually passed a law that you couldn't get bonuses, get special uh, favors uh, on the basis of your uh, on the basis of your revealing adjustment. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, it's it's ambiguous. Uh, but your manager knows very well what you're doing, and she will give you brownie points uh, if you if you do get large adjustments. Uh, if you make a lot of fraud referrals and all these other things that Congress supposedly outlawed. Let me ask you a question, though. What if what if I, as a just a citizen, um, know of somebody who is cheating on their taxes, and um, and I revealed that to the IRS? Isn't there something that I could get a commission on whatever they collect? As oh oh yeah yeah I yeah th- you're right. There's a uh, they don't like to call it a commission. Right right. <laughs> But yeah, you do get a uh, uh, portion of it. The uh, biggest one I heard of is that there was a uh, uh, bank official uh, who uh, reported to the IRS uh, a huge number of depositors uh, who were concealing their income. They had overseas accounts or something like that. Right. And he was awarded. It, it was ironic because he was part of the scam. <laughs> and so he was sentenced to a couple of years in jail. But on his release, he was also awarded uh, 10 or $20 million uh, for reporting the hundreds of millions of dollars uh the depositors had uh cheated on now rick is there a percentage that you get or is it whatever the irs wants to give you you know anytime anytime we discuss the irs about anything picking uh people to audit uh giving commissions it's always discretional i see they always decide okay uh, if they want uh, a tragic situation that occurred probably about 20 years ago, there was a uh, broker with uh, Goldman Sachs that uh, reported uh, people who were abusing tax shelters. 
And since he was a whistleblower, he was fired by uh, Goldman Sachs. And so he uh, asked the IRS for a uh, uh, award. And the IRS ended up, he had to go to court. And the IRS ended up giving him $50,000, you know, which didn't make up for his uh, loss of a job of which right. he was earning one or two million a year. Right. So anytime you discuss the IRS, they're a law unto themselves, as David Burnham uh, put it, <laughs> and uh, they can decide anything they want to. Yeah. What power. We are speaking today with Richard A. Green. He likes to be called Rick, and he wrote this a fascinating book, very revealing, that can help us all. It's called Agents of Deceit, The True Story of Life Inside Today's Chaotic and Dysfunctional IRS. So um, so most people say, oh, there's only like maybe a 1% or 2% chance of getting audited. So should we worry about getting an audit from the IRS? Well, it's human nature but it's always going to happen to the other guy, so why should I worry about it? <laughs> so if you only have a 1% or 2% chance, the tendency is to think that uh, oh, I, I could care less. But what the uh, Government Account- Accountability Office, which is uh, an arm of Congress, what they discovered is that the IRS is so sloppy that they have been hacked numerous times in the last few years. Congress has been, uh, or the GAO has been telling the IRS, you need to do something about your uh, computer security. Mm. And the IRS always says, well, we don't have the money. Congress doesn't like us. They never give us them enough money. And uh, one of the things that contributes it, and unless you read the government report, you might think I'm making it up, but they're using 50-year-old information technology. They're still using floppy disks. Oh, gosh, you're kidding. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I know you you have the uh, GAO report in the back of your book in the appendix, which, right. yeah, which is fascinating. I wanted people to be able to confirm it and see that I'm not just making it up. Yeah, and people should know that the GAO is like an oversight for government, right. and it's wonderful, and I look at their reports all the time. And so, yeah, so this is really important. But, you know, people think, well, the IRS, they must hire the best, most honest, most ethical people, but... um what do you think about that? Because they hired you. You were honest and ethical. Of course, you were too honest and ethical, and that's why right. you—that's <laughs> why you got that out of there. Of, that kind of belies the uh, <laughs> general thinking. Uh, when I was hired, the only about the only qualification you had to have is that uh, you had to have two years of college, and it didn't even have to be an, an accounting major. Wow. If you had two years of college and one or two accounting classes and your major was uh, psychology, you were qualified. You know, people tend to think of IRS officers as uh, competent, say, as a doctor. You know, if you go to a doctor, you know he's highly trained. 
Uh, he has very specific uh, Takes the Hippocratic Oath and all that stuff, yeah. Right. The, the IR, I like to say the IRS has a hypocritical oath. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to share that little story that I told you um, that you have so many wonderful explanations in your book, but I, I was audited three years in a row by my ex-husband. My ex-husband's wife worked for the IRS. There, she's an ex-wife now to him too, but um, she pulled an audit on me. And now, isn't there? And, and just so everybody knows that I had no change, and then I got audited again, and no change. And by the third time, I had seen that. John Glenn, who was a congressman, the guy who walked on the moon, he uh, he asked for a congressional investigation into the IRS for these revenge audits. Now, what do you think about these revenge audits? Did you guys hear about that when, when you were there? Well, supposedly, uh, Richard Nixon, 40 years ago, 40-some-odd years ago, uh, used that, and supposedly Congress eliminated that. But as a practical matter, they're alive and well. What uh, you constantly have to realize about the IRS is that they have almost complete discretion. Uh, if I said that uh, if I got your return and for some reason I just don't like talk show hosts, uh, yeah, I could make your life hell. Yeah. Uh, I could make you document everything knowing in the back of my mind that you're paying a couple of hundred bucks an hour for your CPA, I could audit everything. Uh, I would even have the discretion to open up uh, your last two or three years of audits. Hmm. I would also have the discretion to open up for auditing anybody that you'd had a relationship with. Uh, your, uh, radio station that hires you mm. i can make a connection because they're paying you and i could open up them for auditing oh my goodness and so uh <laughs> yes uh it's lucky i'm a volunteer for this show <laughs> Pardon? i said it's lucky i'm a volunteer for this show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah so they they have complete discretion yeah well, I, I just wanted to tell everybody that when I when I got audited and there was no change in the second year, there was no change in the third year, I, I wrote to the IRS and I told them about, I think it was the audit was pulled by my ex-husband's now ex-wife. Um, she ended up not working. She, yeah, she ended up not working there anymore. So aren't there audit trails? So in other words, whoever goes in to look at my tax return, isn't there some way that the powers that be would see who accessed looking at whose report, whose tax return? Well, actually, actually it's a uh, cause for termination if you look at a return that you're not supposed to. Right. Uh, I've only heard of one person being fired for that reason, and it was because uh, her manager just didn't like her. Remember all that, so, the brouhaha about all these movie stars that people in the IRS were looking at the movie stars' tax returns? Do you remember that was in the paper? Right, that was illegal, but I don't recall yeah. anybody getting fired. Over yeah, it. 
I think the only one that got fired was my ex-husband's ex-wife <laughs> for pulling mine. <laughs> she had no right to. Yeah. So, you know, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, this whole issue with the president um, not giving over his tax returns. And I'm just questioning about, isn't, the, you know, about Congress having the right to get someone's tax returns? Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, yeah, there's... Uh... There's actually a uh, statute, a federal statute from the uh, 1920s or 1930s saying that uh, the uh, chairman of the House Ways and and Means Committee Mm -hmm. and uh, the Joint Committee on Taxation, uh, yeah, the IRS has to hand over any return they request. So that's, that's the legal yeah position yeah uh that that's the law that's what stands yeah but like anything else it can be litigated right and it doesn't it's just like your experience with an audit it doesn't make any difference whether you're right or wrong it can be litigated indefinitely yeah and so the short answer is yes congress has the right has the right to get that Uh, As a practical matter, we'll have to see. Yep. So you you say that you don't have to, you know, you you should worry about the IRS any time except April 15th. Why is that? People have to realize that the IRS is inserting itself uh, more and more into our personal lives. They don't just think about us on April 15th. They think about us the whole year. And the goal they're working for is what's called the returnless society. Mm. That means every transaction that you make would be tracked, and the IRS would instantly uh, assess the tax and collect it. So every month when your employer pays you, uh, they wouldn't just issue a W-2 that says, hey, we paid you this much as taxable they would actually have to remit that to the IRS when you were paid. And, uh, oh, heaven help you if there is a mistake and you have to get it sorted out with the IRS. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, is more psychological. Uh, it seems like most of the gripes you hear, or many of the gripes you hear about the uh, government, is because of IRS bullying. Mm-hmm. You and uh, I'm really concerned that we're losing respect and confidence in our government, and I think a large share of that is because of the IRS. People hear all these stories about their abuses, and they uh, reasonably assume the whole government is like that, and so it's difficult. To be a uh, strong patriot uh, when you think your own government is bullying you. Exactly. So help me understand, is there a way that we can really reform? Now, we, we reform the tax laws, but can we do anything to reform the IRS? Uh, I'm a... Uh, I'm a I'm both paranoid and uh, a skeptic. (laughs) 
You look at the history of the attempts to uh, reform the IRS, and believe me, the IRS is a master of exploiting loopholes. I don't care what Congress pass, passes, the IRS can find a way around it. Mm. And uh, the biggest problem is that the tax code is getting more and more complicated. Just by way of illustration, the tax code that the Congress passes uh, is about two volumes, right. maybe less than a thousand pages. But then the IRS gets to put in the regulations that says how they'll collect taxes. Right. And that's 10 volumes. <sighs> and if you were a tax lawyer, you would have to go to the uh, Idiot's Guide for Tax Lawyers, which is called the Commerce Clearinghouse Report, and it shows all the tax cases that have been litigated, uh, all the most of the internal documents of the IRS, and that baby is about 40 pages. Uh, the upshot is that nobody understands the tax code <laughs> and its distorted regulations, including the IRS. Mm. And I don't know how you can reform something that's totally incomprehensible. And I'm just wondering about the IRS agents how how well they understand the new tax law and the new regulations that they've had to go through for this big overhaul. What do you think about even, that? Even they're even more ignorant than tax lawyers. <laughs> remember, remember, they're working under the thousand to two thousand dollar tax hour tax. Right. They're not going to waste a lot of time researching it. Right. Uh, the thing that was really shocking uh, is that, uh, as I explained in my book, and I have it as an appendix, is that the IRS's own internal guide for its employees is thousands and thousands of pages. Oh, my gosh. Uh, even the index is incomprehensible. And uh, the Government Accountability Office really uh, scorched them on that. They said, how can you uh, implement tax law if you don't even, if you can't even keep your own internal manual straight? Oh, my goodness. Well, so, we, yeah, but would you believe this? We are out of time, Rick. So I just oh. want to make sure that I, we could, we should have you back again. So I just want to make sure that we say the name of your book, Agents of Deceit, and the subtitle right. is The True Story of Life Inside Today's Chaotic and Dysfunctional IRS, and it's by Richard A. Green, who happens to be a former IRS agent. Rick, thanks so much for all of your time and your wisdom, and we will just have to have you back again. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet. I really appreciate being able to dance. It's good therapy for me. <laughs> Okay, talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you, Mari. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. We're so happy to have you join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at privacypiracy.org. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. 
I'm Mari Frank, host of Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips. And this morning, we're going to talk about home security tips. So whether you're in an apartment or whether you're in a home, these still apply. So here's some tips to remember. First of all, always lock your windows and doors when you go out, even if it's only for a couple minutes or to go down the hall. All windows should have two locks. Remember to place a wooden metal stick in all sliding doors and windows or place a security pin, a large nail will also work, through the frame. Keep the landscaping around your home trimmed around the doorways, windows, and light fixtures. And keep your porch lights on from dusk to dawn. We're going to be giving you some more tips later on, so thank you.